1: Welcome back. It's hour number two. We've gone to the bullpen and bring in a new arm. It's Bob Osmussen with yours truly. here, Scott Beatty for an extended world, according to Bob Osmussen and a Friday finish for you on a funky Friday. One more day without uh, Evan. He'll be back next week. Really appreciate you spending a little extra time with us here, Bob.
0: Sure. Why not? I was I, I was not supposed to be here. So.
1: That's right. There was you. You're supposed to make a trip, but then yeah, uh, kind of yeah, canceled.
0: That, we'll, we'll make it the trip another time. Yeah, so that's fine.
1: That yeah, some disruptions. Uh, yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes uh, we get that. It's uh, so okay. That's all right. So uh, it affords us some time to talk. But you just made a trip last weekend, right? To Field of Dreams. So right. welcome back. You've been there.
0: I was just
1: there. It was the second time in my life that I'd gone, and this time it was with the kids. And and that's and better. All that stuff.
0: You look a little odd if you don't have the kids with you. <laughs> Looks a little, like, creepy a little bit.
1: <laughs> The first time I went was Memorial Day weekend
0: when there's mm-hmm. no corn. Okay. Uh, Which would ruin it for me.
1: But I saw your picture of you by the corn, so my question is, was that the corn?
0: Well, it's is a corn, the, the, some of the corn. I, yes. They wouldn't it, let us near the corn. It was right by the fields where they play. It was right by the field where they play. So I assume it was some sort of corn that they... Now the weird thing, is, when did you go there? This uh, year, a couple two weeks ago. or three weeks ago. So yeah. you saw the, saw the baseball field, the MLB field is not there. It's not right there. They've, it's a couple, couple, you know, maybe a couple yards away. Yeah, it's on the other side of the corn. Maybe can't a get, quarter mile walk. You, you can't something. see it. Yeah, you, you can't, can't get near it.
1: I can. Yeah, but I could still see it. At least you when see we it, were there. Yeah, but being, you can't
0: get close to it. It was being erected. Right.
1: Uh, it's, it's some. So sort that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then they're putting in a whole new. Uh, tournament site. For, Correct. My
0: wife was not happy. Happy about this. It seems to be kind of a cheesy thing to do. and Not a great way to honor yeah. the memory of this place. It, it's
1: it's kind of what what think rantoul and that magnificent sports complex, but next to not immediately next to, but in the vicinity Near. of the Field of Dreams movie site to make it a whole right. thing.
0: Right. If Rantoul had the Field of Dreams there. And then they put a complex out there. They'll make a... T- I mean, the complex is all that's great, but putting a complex next to VL Dreams kind of makes some sense from a financial standpoint, but I, I don't love the commercialization of it. But, and yet, I, we tried to stay in Dubuque. Couldn't get a room for less than... I think it was... there were lots.
1: My favorite thing about <laughs> Dubuque and going into the... Uh, as you go... As you cross... I think it's in actually... On the Illinois side, <laughs> as you're about to cross the bridge, there's this store called Family Beer and Liquor. <laughs> it's the name of the store, and I just think it's the dumbest name in the history of names. But it's, you know, I mean, what is there, a kid section? Why is it a Family yeah. Beer and Liquor? Who knows? Maybe there was, uh, it
0: was branding. I know. (laughs) Not brandy, but brandy. Anyway.
1: Well, glad you're back from Iowa. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. And you wrote about it. Right. And uh, it is a unique piece of Americana. It
0: is. It's worth going. It's so close to here. Four hours, very quick trip up and back, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well,
1: hey, we're getting into talking season, and we get to go next week to uh media days correct for big 10. what are you looking forward to about it or maybe you're not
0: i don't no, know i always look forward to it i i was not there last year yes so that was unfortunate i was ready to go and fortunate fortunately did not go because i was, got a little sick then yeah but and uh, i re- I just uh, i remember
1: that and i remember i remember bob's not here he's feeling under the weather right and i was i was, I was concerned for that's
0: it. probably un unfair probably underselling the term under the weather yes. i was, it was pretty much, yeah, it was not good, but it was fine. It all worked out, now I'm back. But I'm hoping to go. And uh, if everything works out, we're going Wednesday, probably over and back for the day. Yep. Just go and see the Illinois part. So it'll be all, all day thing with them, follow the coaches around, follow the players around. So it's it's a fun thing. And I think what I saw last year on TV, the sites are really good. Yes. It looks like a lot of fun, really wide open, not nearly as hectic as the old place. So I think it's a good good deal.
1: Are we going to get answers that we want?
0: No. no it's not d- just about
1: Illinois football, but I mean It's about a
0: month before the season, first of all. Nobody's seen their team practice full, full go. And everybody's trying to protect their information. So, no, you're not going to get many answers. You find out some guys that are that have been injured and how they are progressing and where they are in terms of when they'll return. But even that's going to be pretty scattered, pretty low-ball low amount of information.
1: Speaking of... Protecting information. I uh, saw that this happened this past week in Iowa, and I wanted to get your take on it. Apparently, there was a, a state baseball tournament going on at Dwayne Banks Field, where Iowa plays. Right. And have you been to their baseball stadium? I know I've you've been to been Iowa. By there, yeah, okay. I know where it is. Well, it's right by the football practice field. Yeah. Practice field. They made a public address announcement and said, "Please do not look into the football field, uh, the football practice facility." Because it's visible from the stands if you look over your shoulder.
0: Well, the problem with that is, why are they practicing? Well, they, I, they should, the preseason has not started. Well, I don't know what. So going whatever they were doing with it, maybe they're trying to make sure people didn't see something that wasn't supposed to be going on anyway. But I don't know. I, I did. I heard about that. It seems kind of insane. To, you know, it's telling somebody not to look is like begging them to look. Exactly. So that it was, it was an odd
1: thing to do. Somebody told me it's just like the Garden of Eden. You can eat any fruit, but don't eat this one. Right. So or, there you go.
0: Don't eat the, from this tree. So what are they going to do? Yeah, I wonder how well people followed that rule. And again, what the, what were they doing there? Because Iowa, I don't believe, it has an early game. I'm sure they don't. But the players are allowed to do things. They can do things, but again, they can't be, can't be a full scale practice. I don't think there could be some workouts, some light things, but they can't be doing. Full go, I don't think at this point. So I honestly
1: don't know what information could be gleaned
0: well, by it anyway. So that's just that's kind of a paranoia of that school and and basically a lot of schools. I shouldn't point just at Iowa. I think if, as I look at the, across the Big Ten, Michigan horrible that way. Iowa not very good. Wisconsin not very good about that. They're just always. How dare you get in, any information? And why you would be unfriendly to the people that are going to fill your stands it makes no sense to me at all. So that was that was an odd choice of words. I assume that came from the coaches, probably. I don't think that. Or it could it, have been a nervous staffer. Could or, be, or or a, But you know. that's uh, kind of an insane thing to do. Don't look that. Don't look the field, except you're right there. So, <laughs> really, really not not the good thing. To
1: do. I also want to know what would, for the for the, for the sake of argument. Let's say you you could look in there and glean information. Oh, the, uh, it looks like the starting quarterback is right in a knee brace. Um, it looks like they're practicing three four instead of four three. Right. If you were had enough knowledge of football, and you're a fan. I understand that you just didn't want it, but you're a fan. I'm just wondering, what would the f- average fan do with information
0: Nothing. that would be damaging to the football Nothing. team if it was in the hands of the opponent? Nothing, because they. why would they, I assume those people are Iowa fans, why are they going to do anything to hurt their team? They're not. Yeah. So, that that whole thing is crazy. It's just, it's a paranoia that makes no sense. It's something that we have, frankly, as a reporter and as and fans and uh, people that watch over the game. I think that kind of stuff has to kind of go away. So I think we have to maybe set up some rules nationally that pertain to that stuff. So stop saying insane things like that. Now, SEC, you can't go to anything. You can't go watch a single practice. Pac-12, for the longest time, you could watch everything. And Illinois forever, you could watch everything. But it's not been that way for a while, for probably 10 years here, and Probably never going to be like that, like well, that again.
1: The, 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 the problem is, I, I understand where a program would be coming from in that information and images can travel instantaneously. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you see something schematic, and even if you're not meaning to put it out there in a way that would be damaging, right. it could be could in the be, wrong hands. Yeah.
0: But I don't think, you know, like you said, who's going to do that? Nope. Nobody. And
1: Nobody's it's an, an odd,
0: you know, if you're, a, if
1: you're a member of the media reporting and you do see stuff. In something that's revealed to you now, you feel a sense of obligation to pass that on to your readers, of your course, listeners, your viewers, and you should. So, if you if you knew right now, if you found out uh, that you knew the starting quarterback and for sure, or whatever, or the schemes
0: are going to run. I mean, do you feel a sense that you need to relay that? Of course, absolutely. That's my job. That's what news that readers are counting on. They yeah. want to. They want to know. I'm their eyes and ears. Yeah. I'm the person at practice, if I can go to practice, I'm the person that's paying attention to these things and hopefully telling them things they don't know, telling them things they want to exactly. know. Exactly. So, yes, that's my job. And if you're an Illinois
1: fan, you're interested to know who's the starting quarterback, of for you're. example.
0: Of course you are. But if you're
1: the coaching staff for Illinois, you don't want Wyoming knowing who the starting well, quarterback is. Well, frankly,
0: okay, let's, let's be honest about this. They know, okay? Wyoming knows. Uh, who they're starting, well, here's, I promise you, they are watching nothing but film of Syracuse for the last four years. I promise that. that's they're not mm-hmm. watching, they might watch a little bit of live art. But other than that, they're watching Syracuse because for four years, Tommy will play there. They're going to watch him. They're going to watch some stuff of Barry Lunny Jr., where, he, where he's been in the past. So they'll do that, but they don't, they know who it is or they have a great idea who it is. And so telling them is not going to be a big surprise to them. They know I'm telling them something they already have a great idea about. It. So counterpoint,
1: Scott Frost post game last
0: year after
1: Nebraska lost to Illinois, saying they surprised us with what they were doing. What Illinois? Well, that's was doing. on the
0: coaching staff. That that's the coach's fault. Yes, they might have, but that's on him. That's that's his fault. He, he should be able to figure out. Last year they should have had a pretty good idea. Based on look, look, looking at where the coaches have been before, they should know, especially defensively. They should have had a great idea. So that's on them. So I, I don't. The coaches can't count on the media to tell them things, and they can't count on the media not to tell them things. You're going to have to do your own work. I'm going to do my work, and sometimes we'll bump heads, and that's okay. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of coaches over 30 years yell at me. Okay, some really like it angrily, some like kind of jokingly, but more, more more anger. But I've had a lot of coaches over the years, and you know what? That's okay. They can yell at me all they want. The main thing was that, did I get the information in the paper that our readers, the News, News Gazette readers, want to know? And if the answer is yes, then I frankly don't care what the coaches think. Yeah, I, So I, I'm I, sorry. But I, and, you know, and, and, I'm sorry, poor millionaire. I'm sorry, guy making $40 million a year. No, I'm sorry you got your... Life was inconvenienced, but that's not my job. My job is to help our readers understand your team as sure. best I can.
1: Yeah, and I, I, they know I, that. They, I, mean, I think honestly, most coaches they, know what we yeah. in the media are trying to do and why. Yes. and as long as you're not getting it from illicit or unethical means, right? It's and fine. So, but and and they're so, also yeah. going to hold the right to not tell you things. Well, of course, and that's
0: fine they don't too. Want it out there. That's fine too. Some coaches over the years, some coaches I've had. Great relationships with many of the Illinois coaches, head coaches. I mean, great. They would tell me things they probably shouldn't have told me, and or they could tell me something and say, "Hey, don't write this yet," you know. And I would do that because I can make a deal with somebody because I know eventually I could get the information in the paper. That's fine. And I've had that, that relationship with people. I've had have that that I can tell you some great stories, not on the air, but there's some moments that were. Traum- traumatic for me, because there's people, you know, getting mean to me, and it was like, you know, this is football. You know, it's really not life or death. Right? right. I've been through life or death things the last ten years, so I kind of know it's important. Of course, it's important to them, but it's really not that important. Okay. It's mm-hmm. not It's not nearly as important as people people getting sick, people getting hurt, people. Not being able to pay their bills. I mean, that's much more important sure. than what's going on at a football team in the Big Ten. It's just, it doesn't matter. I love it. I've loved it for 33 years. I love covering it. But I also realize there's perspective you have to have.
1: In the meantime, if you happen to be in Iowa City, uh, you are cordially requested not to look in on practice.
0: Well, that's crazy. Okay. That's, and Kirk Ferrance is really, really, really decent, decent guy, what I know. What I know of, In terms of dealing with the media, he's always been very friendly. He's is, but of course, he never gives up anything he doesn't want to give up. And remember, no other coach does either. Remember, with the head coach of Illinois, which tree he's from? Mm -hmm. He's from the University of Iowa. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not a bad one to be from. Well, of course, right? Look at the people they put moved out there. But he's doesn't mean he's only like them. In fact, he probably has a lot. of, I would assume for him, Barry Alvarez is a great mentor. I would assume Hayden, the late, great Hayden Vry was a great mentor. He's had some people on defense that were great mentors. So I don't assume he's just like Iowa people. I assume he's kind of a combination of people from Iowa, people from Wisconsin, people from, he worked with Bill Belichick with the Giants. So he's got a little bit of him. I'm sorry, not the Giants, the Patriots. He's got a little bit of him in him. So that's okay. I'm not I'm not putting down Iowa. My People know this. My son with her. so oh, sure. I I, I I like the place. I value the place. It's, it was a great education for my son. So I, I have no problem with Iowa. But the secrecy stuff with the coaches, come on. Why? Why are you doing that? It makes no sense.
1: Let's we'll see what Michael Martin has to say on this. He's going to join oh. us, Illinois sideline reporter, also a Champaign uh, Centennial alum. And I know you have delved into the issue of Central.
0: Once, I dealt with, dealt with it once, and that probably will be my last <laughs> column about that, okay? Because I found out the hard way that when you write about Central playing home games in my neighborhood, which is it's a block, for, block from my house, it's, it's not, not everybody likes that idea. I, You're I'm, okay with
1: getting yelled at by oh, football I've, coaches, but your neighbors are a whole oh, different no, story.
0: I'm fine with that, too. The main thing is, in both cases, with coaches also, I, can't, I really can't yell back. So I've had coaches drop really nasty words on me before, and I promise, I'm sure I've never said those words back to them. I promise. Yep. I never, because I can't, because there's professionalism that you got to abide by. So you, so same thing goes with neighbors. It's more of a neighborly thing. I'm not going to say a bad word to my neighbors. I, in fact, I will say, I'll, I would absolutely listen to them. I'll tell them, I respect your opinion. I disagree for this reason. Tell them Why? And I'm not going to try to change their minds because maybe their minds are made up. Maybe I think people in this, and we talk about more when Michael comes in. But I think people are going to have to see what it looks like in 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 real life before we make a judgment on it.
1: Back in a moment here on a Friday sports dog.
0: I continue
1: to be proud to recommend Body and Soul Sports for your athletic feet needs. Maybe your feet aren't athletic, but athletic wear that goes on your feet. How about that? Tent sale is coming up in just five days. It's their uh, great tent sale that is going to be from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and on the weekends as well. Uh, they'll take phone orders as well, according to the, the, the big event, for them in the summertime is the tent sale right outside Body and Soul Sports on Dunlap Road, corner of Curtis and Dunlap there by the subway and kind of by the Schnooks as well. But this is just people that know feet, and they know how to match your feet with the right kind of footwear. really uh, recommend you checking them out. You just get that personal touch. Uh, by the way, the tent sale is offering home delivery uh, this year in Champaign-Urbana, Savoy, and Muhammad. So if you live right here in the area, they'll run the new shoes to you or whatever else to you if you want to order by phone. Body and Soul Sports, tent sale coming up. Mike Lindeman, great crew, ready to help you
0: out. Hi, it's Len Casper. Tune in tonight for White Sox Baseball here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM.
1: The fun continues on a Friday edition of Sports Talk. Bob Osman here with me, Scott Beatty, and now Michael Martin in here. We're getting close to football season. So I thought it's about time to get you in,
0: see what's going on. I think of him as Funky, by the way. Michael Martin, the first, thing, first person I think of when I think of Funky is you. I, I, I'm, I'm a kid, not kidding. Good to see you.
2: It's good to see you too.
0: We uh, no, they, we, way. We were, <laughs> you can find me because you know, you're like
2: twice
1: my size. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing uh, the last segment right before you came in, the privacy that coaches re- prefer around football, and uh, and of course this sort of this request that Iowa made to some people at a baseball game to not look onto their practice field. So first of all, what would be going on right now in July, given the restrictions that they have? And what could be gleaned if you were of a mind to pick up information about a football team? I would learn very little other than, okay, it
2: looks like so-and-so is practicing. (laughs) Sure. So uh, there's a few things that go on uh, over the summer, obviously. Strength and conditioning program. typically when i would i was on the team uh, it would be lift in the morning run in the afternoon sometimes sometimes you'd uh, finish with a run uh, and also depends on the day um uh but you know um i, I believe that the uh, the NCWA allowed some has allowed some in person um Uh, instruction from coaches. So maybe they're working drills. Um, If they're, if coaches aren't there, um, maybe it's player led drills. They've been given a packet uh, senior leaders. Hey, take your position group, go through these drills. Uh, These are the coaching points. Um, And oftentimes they'll, they'll do seven on seven um, uh, for the skilled players and uh, offensive, defensive linemen will be drilling. So um, they may be doing a walkthrough. You just don't know. Um, Yeah yeah they have plenty of opportunities, and every single coach i've ever every single head coach I've ever met is somewhat neurotic about privacy and make sure we don't want to show anyone anything before they have to see it exactly it, look
1: coaches objective the mission is to win the game and to win the season. so why would you do anything that would jeopardize that? I understand right you, I don't necessarily like
2: it, but i understand i mean i mean. You, excuse me. It's been a while since I've been on the radio. I'm oh still yeah, getting that's my radio the microphone. Voice. That's good. No, that, um, the, uh, you know, you, I mean, players are trained to give non-answers to media. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, which is a, which, by the way, is a horrible idea. You were never like that, but that's a
0: horrible idea. Okay, because life is not as easy as the coaches are trying to make it be for the players. I understand trying to protect the team, trying to protect the program, and you were
2: always you were good. So. I got no complaints but with you. But you
0: never betrayed your team. Yeah, no, You, you never right.
2: give anyone something to put on a bulletin board well, or, oh, sure. so, oh, I heard so-and-so. I heard, uh, I'm trying to think of an opposing player but on yeah, another you hear team. Somebody but, say oh, something. so-and-so is dinged up. Uh, uh, they'll be back. No, you just you keep it vague. You keep it boring. Right. You don't want to be the center of attention, uh, especially in the dog days of summer on- in, uh, where nothing's going on, everything can be conflated and blown up to uh, by a thousand percent because there's nothing going on. Oh boy, there's they're doing drills at Iowa. They've been doing drills at Iowa for every summer for thirty years. Can mm-hmm. I t-
0: can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, uh, as long as it's funny. It's it, I think it's funny. It's funny to me. So Ron Zook's first year, uh, Tim Brusick, who was great player in high school pretty good player here. He was starting the quarterback for the first game. And he he pred- They were playing Rikers at home. I think it was home. And he pred- predicted a win to me. K- to me. Yep. said so we're going to win the game. And it's like maybe a couple weeks before this season. Now of course I ran it because that's me. But uh, Zook was really mad. Like really, really, really angry with me. Not so much at, well probably to Tim too but at me. And it's like okay. That's where Michael's talking about or train not to say anything. Well, I'm sure that's one of those. Please don't say that unless there's a point to it. Like we're we're struggling. We need somebody on the team, a leader, to come out and be Mr. Confident and get our guys going and force. Which happened with Dana Howard '94, which you weren't even born yet.
2: But that were you born in '94? Uh, proud uh year of '93. I was born. Okay, so you were one. Yes.
0: Dana Howard predict, predicted a win against Ohio State. Of course, got the win and. Basically, his team rallied behind him and made sure we're not going to lose this game because Dana put us out there. So I think – but other than that, coaches generally don't like that deal. You can confirm that, right, Michael? Yeah, sorry, Michael? yeah yes. you don't
2: want to – You again, it comes down to bulletin board material. You don't want to give a, a firm prediction, right. oh, we're going to we're gonna beat them. And because you're going to become a distraction. You're going to be a target from the other team. Right. And especially nowadays, you're going to be a target from opposing oh, f- yeah. fans. And they're going to come attack you. And you just don't need that sort of cloudiness around you when you're trying to go out and win. So it's part of it is framing. Like, our goal for this game is to win it. We want to win them. We want to beat Iowa. We want to beat Northwestern. Um, But if you uh, go out and say, oh, we're going to kill them, well, you know, the opposing team may hear that, like, oh, you're you're gonna kill us? Yeah, we'll see about that. But every team thi- every team needs to think that way. Absolutely. I want There's...
1: my team thinking I'm gonna win this football game. Not because I have it in the bag and I don't need to work, but because I have that mindset of winning.
0: They did win, by the way. But, Rutgers won. They got way I only got, got way behind against the Rutgers and came back one thanks to Dim Brasic. So he kinda he did what he was supposed to do, which is when the game.
1: I don't know. I'm just saying it, I understand the bu- whole bulletin board argument. I just also, if my player, if some, if the opposing player puts something out there like that and my players get need that to get up, then I haven't done my job as a coach.
2: I think there's a line between confidence and cockiness. Yeah. And they're, I mean, depending on how someone's going to frame it, um, you know, maybe, maybe you take it as, wait, you're, are you underestimating us? Do you think we're not good enough? Well, I am going to show you. Some some people need that, you know, external motivation yeah. to hit that next gear. Now, in a good coaching staff or a good team culture, uh, you don't necessarily need that, but you know, s- some individuals need to have that extra boost of motivation to really prove, hey, we're we're not here to be run over. We're here to run over you. Michael Martin, former Illini football player
1: and former Champaign-Centennial football player as well. Go Chargers. Sideline reporter for Illinois uh, during the game. But yes, go Chargers. So you knew what it was like to play Central, the annual Central-Centennial game, which was always at Tommy Stewart Field, whether it was a Centennial home game or a Central home game. It's on the realm of possibility that Central may get to host a football game, not the Central Centennial, but the Central Urbana game, at McKinley Field and the new turf there and all that, if it gets approval by the city of Champaign. Bob's from the neighborhood, by the way, over there by McKinley. Bob Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lockway. What was your experience of that game, and how do you think it would have been different if you had to ever face Central At their place I know the facility was different but just conceptually even if it was central's game not being at Tommy Stewart or if it was central's game but still being next to Centennial
2: well when I played we always had the mentality of "Well, we're playing on our home field it doesn't matter if what sideline we're on doesn't matter what color Jersey I mean the school is right behind uh, right behind the home bench so we always had the mentality of, well, this is our house, and you're coming into our house, um, and we're gonna try to beat you. Um, that worked out my my uh, junior year. That didn't work out my senior year. Um, but you remember? Oh yeah, I remember. Well, it was my last. Levy Smith said, "You always remember your rivals." Yeah, uh, you always remember your last uh, your last game too, wearing the wearing the jersey, and that was against intent, uh, against Central um, my my senior year, in 2011. Um, we did not do well that year. Had a lot of pun opportunities, though. So got put a lot of good film out. Um, so yeah, it it you you always want to go hard against Central. Um, I mean, we we were also obviously rivals with Urbana, but we you know the whole moniker oh Champagne High School versus Centennial. No, you're Champaign Central. You changed it about 50 years ago. You can. <laughs> You you can get over yourselves now. Um, none of you were alive when it was sh- Champaign High School, so you know, go off then. But um, I we I did play one game at uh, McKinley Field. It was JV, uh, a, the JV game in 2009. Uh, it had rained a lot the night before, and it was just a complete mud bowl. One of the actually one of the most fun games I've ever played, um, mostly because we just ran the ball all over them. Um, but it was, a. Uh, it's from the pictures I've seen, it's a nicer facility. I don't know how the parking parking would work mm. out. If you can execute it, um, safely and you have enough people on board, go for it, I guess. Um, it, it, it doesn't make a difference to me. It's, it's sent, it's central Urbana. Um, you know, just, there are only few people from Central that I've really come to hold near and dear to my heart, including my wife. Um, <laughs> but ev- good. everyone else is auxiliary. Well, um, I- I'm, I'm just kinda, noise in the background.
1: I'm kind of with with you, Bob. It, it, if the worst thing that happens is some people are inconvenienced for a few hours on one Saturday, right? Let the kids play.
0: Yeah, I think that's logical. They've leveled the field, uh, Michael. So it's not a, you don't play on the hill anymore like you used to. You remember it was slanted; the field was slanted.
2: Oh, just ever so slightly. Yeah, slanted. Yeah, it, it was. It, <laughs> <But> was, <laughs> it. I, The one time I've been there, I we didn't notice the slant with how much mud there well, there was. Right. But well,
0: it's, it's now it's now it's flat, normal. It looks like a field that it should. And my neighbors, a couple of them, are not happy with me. So I'm sorry about that, but I'll make it up to them. i I will always be nice to them, and they will never say anything mean to them. But, but I'm Can right.
1: You good for another segment with us?
0: Oh, yeah. We'll be right back after this with uh, Michael
1: and Bob on Sports Talk. Just saw an image on television of Nick Chubb squatting 610 pounds at a Georgia high school with a bar bending because of the weight of the dumbbells or the... uh, not the, you know, whatever, the be- plates the plates that you put on. I'm guessing you didn't squat 6'10". I did not, know. no. I have not either. I have 61 I've squatted before, but not 6'10". Six,
2: the 61 is very, very specific <laughs> for a, a squat. It's hard to get the one on there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not, hold on. No, I,
2: I want to hear look, more about, about that.
1: <laughs> just, just somebody was just pressing ever so ah, slightly okay. on, on my shoulder. Uh, that that is something. Michael Martin is Illinois sideline uh, football reporter, and Bob Osmuson here with us for this funky Friday edition of Sports Talk. I got, uh, got a question here, Bob, on the text line. Besides Coach Bielma, which coach would you like to interview most at the press conference? Media
0: days in Indianapolis. Oh, great question. P.J. Flick. Uh, no, not him. <laughs> Shocked, Bob. Uh, he's fine. He, I've I've kind of grown to believe that he's actually a pretty good coach. I thought oh, he was yeah. kind of all pomp and circumstance before. But I, I would think, who's the who's the new guy? Who's new? There's nobody new. Well, then Mike Loxley. always yeah. want to talk to Mike. Super nice guy. Oh, a uh, person I got along with. He saved me a couple times when in my disputes with Ron Zuck, which were rare. Mike Loxley was always the voice of reason. He would come over and say, you're doing your job. So, Mike Loxley um, and the kind of easy one is Ohio State coach. Ryan Day is doing an unreal job. I don't know how long they can keep him there, but I don't know where he goes. Make no mistake, they have a lot of resources, and they get the best players, but he's still a heck of a football coach. You know, we should say this, and Michael's probably meant some of these guys just shaking hands post-game. There's some really good people coaching the Big Ten right now. And mm-hmm. I, I Petford Fitzgerald. I know some people here don't like him. You probably don't because he coaches Northwestern, but he's really a good person. Yeah. And a Guy after guy, Jeff Rom, got to know really well when he was here. So there's there's some really really outstanding people running the programs right now. The
1: one guy that's in a really tenuous spot is Scott Frost. Right. He's in a win or get out situation. Well, yes, but the rest of the league is stable.
0: Read, me, read the story, or story I wrote for Sunday. There's uh, Evan Bland. You know that name? Yeah, he writes for the Omaha World oh, Herald. Correct. Great writer. He wrote uh, three questions. Answered three questions. I asked him about Frost. He said it's not not quite as cut and dried as you might think. You might think they're gonna to go to bowl or he's out. It's not quite that. Not quite that cut and dried. There could be. There's different levels. What he needs to do. So I thought that'll be on Sunday's paper. a Little T is there, but yeah. but I, I think I think he's right because last year that team lost nine games, which is horrible for them, but they were all by ten points or less. Yep. Okay, so that's
1: number one in the nation in close losses. They
0: should have won. Probably four more games easily, including probably Illinois. So they. If only they they
1: knew what Illinois was going to do. Right.
0: That would have helped them a lot. Nobody would let them see it. Can't believe that. They made a change at offensive coordinator. They actually have a coordinator. Mark Whipple, former UMass coach, is now in charge of the offense. So we see what happens there. Their defense, to me, is pretty good. Their special teams, Michael knows well, is brutal. They were so bad last year. Probably cost them a game or two. And so I think that'll get corrected some too. Special teams, Michael, uh, I think Illinois
1: maybe was enjoying uh, a little bit of luxury with the unit they, units that they've had in the last several years. Um, there have been question marks put out there by, you know, Phil Steele has it in his preview magazine. It's a, a neutral sense, a question mark. We just don't know what we will see when it comes to punt game the return game for that matter and of course field goals
2: absolutely um this is
1: it's an entirely new unit every position will be a
2: new starter every time i every time i discuss illinois football with people that just want to you know talk talk ball um the questions i have are quarterback um, whether we can sustain our continued success on defense whether we can find some success on offense under coach lunny and what's the specialist room going to look like um and all three of the guys that are uh, we have a good idea they could be the starter mm-hmm. day one have been uh have contributed at some point um they've all seen some amount of playing time some more than others uh for varying circumstances um but they've always been the backup um and they've been the same unit for about 3 years that uh, that's when uh Hugh Robertson got here it was 3 years ago um, was it three years ago? Think so. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty. a while. That was his first. That's year. when his pension kicked in. Ha. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, you you have a lot of questions in that specialist room. Um, they've all they've all executed, but it's a matter of executing well, and they know that. Um, I'm not gonna. My question. I'm they, not gonna trash an unknown because we don't know. Well, no,
1: that's not fair. I'm not, But my question is, did Illinois have, uh, have it so good? And and is that or is that to be a standard that you want to see year in and year
2: out at this level in the Big Ten? You want to have that be the standard, but to but be can you have that standard? It it's it's tough. It's really tough to be an excellent uh, special KPS room year in and year out. Um, but you know, the big Ten at Specialists last year, especially punter, was absolutely stacked. I think mm-hmm. five of the ten finalists of the Ray Guy trophy were all from the Big Ten. The rest were across the country um, which is just crazy to to think about because you don't really think of uh, big Ten home of uh, home of the punters, but you know, they they did well. Um, and you you've got to replace guys that, are all in the record book except for Ethan. Ethan doesn't have any records. It it should be, but it can't be. Yeah. Um, But um, James had a massive leg, especially Um, 50-plus. Did exceptionally well and is now with the Chargers. Blake has almost every single punting record Illinois has. Best ever. Um, Uh, That position. You could easily make the argument he was the best ever. The only one he doesn't have is... uh, the longest punt of all time, and that was Dyke Edelman that one's on a never third down the, that, against that, Iowa with never the going wind. That's never away. Right. So, I mean, that, that's neither here 90, nor there. 90
0: yards, too, and it? It's some crazy. 78, I think. 88. It was like 88. It, it was, was eighty, 80 yeah. High 80s. So 80, 88, far. I think.
2: So, um, And then Ethan was he, was, he was money. He was solid. He, yeah. And you never really thought about Ethan until uh, in 2020. He wasn't out there on punts, what's going on. Oh, he has a partially torn ACL that he played through and was on field goal. I mean, that's a gritty guy that you have at at long snapper. Now you have to replace them all. And, you know, everybody comes... Every single college specialist, when they roll out there, and I don't have, like, significant game film on them, you are always a question. You just don't know. Yep. Now That's the nature... That's what makes it great. Right. And um, I think that... We, have, we definitely have personnel that uh, have the, the tools to execute well. I think Caleb's been around long enough to have the maturity to really uh, hammer down and l- really focus in on being able to execute. By the way, has a really good shot at being in the all-interview team.
1: Oh, yeah. Caleb, G- Caleb Griffin. I bet he does.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: just very... All the specialists are always good. But usually right. they are. They yeah. are, yeah. yeah. Um, they have a lot of time to think. And talk and talk. Oh to each yeah, other.
2: We, you know, we, you know, we have to come up with plenty of answers.
0: And every when every time you, know, you can only kick a ball, so and many every times. time
1: you're called upon to come on the field, it's a high pressure situation. Oh yeah, you you yeah. don't get a second chance. Well, like if just, you, if something goes wrong on a running play, I mean, the ultimate going wrong is losing the ball on a fumble. But you know, more likely it's a loss of yardage. There's another play. If something goes wrong on a specialist play, it's really wrong, yeah. usually. If you, you got it blocked, you missed it, you didn't score, you fumbled on a return, whatever it is. So, Lou,
0: Te- Lou Tepper said the most important play of the game is the punt. And I think that's, you can make a really good argument for that.
2: Yeah. So, so I'm not going to speak this into existence, but if, uh, let's say, if Wes Lunt, when he, his first ever snap for Illinois, if that was an interception, pick six, and it was a really bad one, you know what they do? They'd walk West Sloan out there again, and he's gonna, he's he's gonna keep playing. Right. If my first snap, the punt snap, is over Justin Duvernois' head into the end zone for a safety, I'm not getting back out there. Yep. You didn't do that, did you? No. Okay. Good. I uh, did think so. No. Uh. But you know, you you have to be able to go out and execute, and I think that these guys have a real capability to do that, and um. You know, it's going to come down to whether or not they do. Uh, They've been the, this particular group of the most, quote unquote, the most experienced specialists on the team. um, They have been the second group for, this is, they've been together for three years now. And, you know, that's going to do well in field goal, I think. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it ashes out. But you know what? You're always going to have someone to, to push you. It'll be interesting to see how that develops over the uh, course of the season. Gentlemen, I've enjoyed this
1: Funky Friday. Yes. Thank you. Hope you have, too. Thank, appreciate your time, as always. Thanks to everybody who's been a part of the show. Colin Likas, Joey Wright, Allie Adams. Bob Osmussen, Michael Martin, I'm Scott Beatty. Happy weekend back with you on Monday, Saturday Sports Talk, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Go
2: Chargers.